This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Friday, November 12th, and let's talk about the weather. November, like September and October before it, has been much wetter than normal here in the Northwest on both sides of the Cascades. An atmospheric river, which is associated with warmth and moisture coming out of the subtropics and the tropics, have brought heavy rain to the region during the past 48 hours, with some mountain locations getting four to five inches and one to two inches in the lowlands. It is expected that several of the regional rivers flowing off the western slopes of the Cascades will reach flood stage. And we're talking about rivers such as the Snoqualmie, the Snohomish, the Skagit, the Puyallup, the Tolton, the Skokomish. They will be reaching flood stage. So be very careful near these rivers and particularly do not drive into flooded waters. The rain from this atmospheric river will continue into this afternoon and then lessen overnight. With highs around 60 degrees today around western Washington, as warm air moves in from the southwest associated with the atmospheric river. Saturday is going to be the break day. It will be relatively dry but cooler. Highs will only get into the lower 50s. But the clouds will thicken up during the afternoon and another potent atmospheric river should reach the region Saturday night and extend into Sunday morning with several inches, as much as two and a half inches in the lowlands and nearly five inches again in the mountains. Now with subtropical origins, which is true of most of these atmospheric rivers, the warm moist air will surge temperatures back to around 60, upper 50s to around 60 in in the west. And with this new atmospheric river, Saturday night and Sunday morning, flooding will surge again. And then, after that river, things will change greatly on Monday. A very intense cold front will move through on Monday, and that's going to bring heavy rain, strong winds, and very substantial cooling, very cool air behind this front. Uh, Temperatures during the middle of next week will not get higher than 45 degrees Fahrenheit in the lowlands. That's, that's a big change. So it's going to be much, much cooler. And snow will pile up in the mountains. When the temperatures are below roughly 50 degrees in the lowlands, you can expect snow from Snoqualmie Pass and higher elevations. In southern British Columbia, there will be several feet of snow. So very good news for Whistler. And the North Cascades may get a piece of this, 6 to 12 inches. All of this rain and then snow is very good if you're worried about water supply. Uh, Regional reservoirs are all filling up more rapidly than normal. And our wet autumn has made up for a relatively dry spring and summer. We'll stay dry the next few days and look forward to a drier but cooler spell in the lowlands uh, during the middle of next week. Take care. 
Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. This segment will be about Northwest flooding. If one checks out the billion-dollar disasters around the United States, the origins vary by region. For the Southeast United States, the billion-dollar disasters come from hurricanes. For the Southwest, it's wildfires. And for the central part of the nation, it's severe thunderstorms with things like hail and tornadoes. But for the Northwest, the billion-dollar disasters are from flooding. And flood events produce more damage here in the Northwest than windstorms, droughts, or any other cause. Water is our key resource here in the Northwest, but it is also our biggest threat. Among the long list of major floods that have hit the region include, include the February 4 to 9, 1996 flood that inundated large portions of western Washington, Oregon, damaging more than 10,000 buildings and closing I-5, I-90, and State Route 2 for days. Or the flooding event of late December 96 that combined heavy rain with rapidly melting snow resulting in over a billion dollars of damage, including major landslides. Or the more recent November 2006 flood event that caused massive damage to Mount Rainier National Park when 18 inches fell in 36 hours, destroying many of the recreational facilities there. Or the December 2-3 2007 flood that closed I-5 for days and inundated portions of southwest Washington. The list of major floods in our region is, is long and impressive. Now, most of the major floods in the Northwest are associated with atmospheric rivers, relatively narrow currents of warm, moist air that move northeastward out of the subtropics and tropics. Because most of these atmospheric rivers uh, that hit the Northwest pass somewhere near Hawaii, they are often called pineapple expresses. A specific weather configuration brings atmospheric rivers to the northwest, and that includes a strong trough of low pressure over the Gulf of Alaska and high pressure offshore of California. With this combination, you get strong southwesterly flow, flow from the southwest over thousands of miles that originates in the subtropics near Hawaii and then moves northeastward into our region. It's an atmospheric superhighway of moisture. Over the ocean, the atmospheric rivers produce only moderate rainfall. But when they reach land, when they are forced upward by the regional terrain of the Pacific Northwest, these atmospheric rivers can dump 10 to 20 inches of precipitate of rain over one to two days. Such heavy amounts of rain inevitably cause flooding on major and minor rivers, particularly if the ground is saturated, which is generally true by early November. Now, flooding from atmospheric rivers generally occurs from mid-October through late February. But the Northwest also, historically, has had another flooding season, particularly on rivers such as the Columbia that, that drains off vast basin areas with snow-covered terrain surrounding it. In May and June, when temperatures warm rapidly, 
a surge of snow melt coming off of these, these, this terrain, such as the Rockies or the Cascades, can enter the river system, leading to great floods. In May 1948, such a flood occurred with water covering large portions of the Tri-Cities. And then, moving into the Columbia River, it surged down the Columbia Gorge. Tragically, the town of Vanport, near Portland, was flooded and destroyed with the loss of homes of for 18,000 people. Vanport was never rebuilt. Such Columbia River snowmelt floods no longer occur because many of the hydroelectric uh, dams that are built along the river basically stop the water. The water is stored uh, and then is released later on. Snow in the mountains can be helpful in preventing floods, it turns out, since snow has some ability to absorb rainfall. And what happens is the rain falls into the snow where it freezes within the snowpack and doesn't move quickly into streams and rivers, therefore preventing floods. By the way, any skier knows about this kind of snow. Uh, we call it cascade concrete. We get this icy block of snow, which is basically snow with melted uh, rain that has melted in and refroze. Now, the lack of deep snowpack in November is one reason why early season flooding is often some of the worst, because you don't have the snowpack to help absorb some of that rain. Finally, let's talk about Northwest flooding and global warming, something I've published about in the peer-reviewed literature. As the atmosphere warms, rainfall intensity will increase. With the current uh, numerical models, climate models, suggesting that heavy rain might uh, increase by 15 to 20 percent, the intensity, and the storm totals by 15 to 20 percent by the end of the century, assuming a realistic increase in emissions. Such heavy rainfall will certainly increase the risk of flooding. Furthermore, warming temperatures will reduce the amount of snowpack, so less precipitation will be absorbed by snow, particularly at lower elevations, further increasing the flooding risk. And so, with an increased potential for flooding later in the century, an important adaptation will be to ensure that we avoid development near rivers and foster their ability to flood without causing life, loss of life and damage. Well, I hope you enjoyed learning about floods. There's a lot more in my, in, in my book. One final thing, I'm doing a Patreon session tomorrow at 10 o'clock. So those of you who are Patreon supporters, I'll be doing a special Zoom session for, for those of you answering your questions and talking about some additional materials. Take care. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.